Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. I mean, well, hey, man, thanks for coming on the podcast, buddy. I'm hey, dude. Here. You know what I mean? Thanks for having me. Hold on. I, I got to get in costume real quick. Oh, okay, get in costume. Got my quarantine goggles on, dude. <laughs> still on. We're not out yet. That's right. Are you still, gotta, are you holding tight to the sink, quarantine? Got to sink or swim, dude. Yeah, well, I've been I've been an essential worker this whole time, so it's like, yeah, having to be real about it, but kind of ignoring a bunch of shit at the same time. That's <laughs> but life, like man. my my work gave me all the PPE. I was like double gloves, double masks. Mm-hmm. Like, was worried shit was work? gonna get my ears. I work for a weed company. Oh, really? Right. Don't tell anyone I'm a poser, dude. I have never been a weed dude. <laughs> You're the worst pothead ever. Right? I am, dude. <laughs> I, I I get into schizophrenic mode. I yeah. stare at my feet. And people visibly see that something's wrong with me when I get right. high. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, in all the years we've known each other, I can maybe count fucking 10 times ever you smoked pot. Yeah. Um, and we, well, we, we smoked a lot of pot. Now. Dude, pot was around. I mean, there's that whole, like, you had a case with all the bongs on it. Yeah. That jo- <laughs> jo- Josh, Josh and Panic could count on coming to the house on Peacock and, like, scraping the resin and getting high, like, every day. Yeah. I used to count on panic. It. Yeah, panic would scrape my bowls all day long for risen. <laughs> the bong cleaners. Yeah, Damn, man, that guy's come a long way. He's like a father of three now. Fucking Holy shit, big wig dude! In video games. It's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, I mean, this has been his career for like ten years, and yeah, uh, plus, yeah, yeah plus even. I same job for that game. dude. What he actually plays thing. video games to decompress from playing video games all day. I know he's. Insane. That's how. That's how it is for the dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, those Montalvo days were wild, dude. I mean, there were a lot of us. So, for those of you on the podcast that don't know, me and Maddie were in a band together called Ox vs. Thunderbird right here. Um, Maddie's an incredible drummer. Uh, we met him. I, oh, okay. So, I'll, I'll give you the origin story, I guess. Ox vs. Yeah. Thunderbird was already a band. Uh, and I came in as a third guitar player, and it was a bunch of yeah. guys in the valley, Maddie being one of them, a guy named Chris Woodhead. Uh, Julie, uh, Julie McKinley on bass, yeah. McKinley on bass, and then uh, there was another guy named Chris as well playing guitar, and then um, I came in to jam because Woodhead wanted three guitars because we're in the middle of doom and this is what's happening, right? So yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, Immediately meeting Maddie, we clicked. It was all good. I loved Chris. I've known Chris for many years. I've known Julie for many years, and then the other guy I didn't know very well at all. Anyway, lots of things happened. Chris ends up leaving the band. And uh, now it's me and Maddie and, and, and Julie, essentially. And we carried yeah. on Ox with some new members and went from there. But um, you were living in the Valley when I met you. Uh, you you came and practiced out in the Valley, yeah. Right, yes. And then eventually you're you're moving to Ventura, dude. And, and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> so, dude. Right? So we get an apartment well, with, what, nine people? Five-bedroom apartment with nine people living in it? So this is my origin story with moving to Ventura and like right. chime in, just fucking cut me off because I've been telling this story for like 15 years. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So I've been living at my parents' house all the way up to this point, like 20 years old. Who are the and nicest you, humans on earth, by the way? Bill, Diana, Kelly. Yeah. Living in Ventura now, the dream life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, Matt Barks, mm-hmm. Tony Lopez, and Doc the five of us, we were talking about moving to Seattle. Do you remember that? Yes. I it was do. like a blip. Wait, hold on real quick. What's yeah, up, yeah, bro? do what you're doing. 
my kids knocking at my door. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah, go ahead. That's all right. I love you. What's up, What's King? Hi, hey, King. Sorry. King wants to say hi. Hey, hi. hey, bud. How you doing? Hey, you want to hear him? There you go. Hi. Hey, when are you taking over the podcast? Your dad's about to retire. It's all yours. Um, tomorrow. <laughs> all right, my man. All right, stay out. Stay out, I love you. <laughs> Don't knock again or I'll kill you. Bye. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, continue on. Let's hear it. Yeah, I think that was right after we did our White Magic Tour 2004. Right. The first West yes. Coast Tour. Yeah, we were, Lopez, head, we were headed best. out, right? We were fucking moving to Seattle, dude. Yeah, we, we right. played some sick shows with um, Lesbian, Lesbian up there. Yep. Uh, Sean, that two-piece band that was super hectic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They had that Neurosis song, Didgeridon't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard, it was, it was literally keyboards and uh, fucking bass or guitar? drums. Drum, keyboards like, and drums. Yeah, they that played, old dude. Sean played through, he played like a keyboard, but through a distorted full stack. It was fucking oh, shit. wild, dude. Remember that shit? Dude, the wildest shit. I'm like, I want to move to Seattle. Let's do uh-huh. it. We're all, all five of us are like, Let's Doc go. is all like, oh, dude, I'm moving into like Steve O'Malley's old basement room. Like, I got to figure it out and shit. And so I'm ready to go. I break up with my girlfriend. And then, dude, you, Matt, and Tony, we're still dating people. And you're like, no, nah, yeah. we're not, we're not splitting <laughs> up. But we're getting a house. Yeah. You know, you, Matt, me, Jessica Seely. So, uh, I, I was like, fuck. I was counting on moving. Let's fucking move. That's right, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, me and Rosie had started dating like, what, six months before that? And then it was going pretty well. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, totally. Here we are now. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. I remember Tony was actually the only one that actually moved. Yeah. Right? Tony Lopez bailed up. Went right, up to, up to Seattle Portland. For, yeah. Well, he, was I think it, he oh, did, was it Seattle he first? Seattle oh, first. shoot. Yeah, oh, shoot. So he went up I to forgot Seattle that first and then... He was fucking pissed at us, dude. <laughs> we had five people he's been with, and all of a sudden it was just him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, shout yeah. out Tony Lopez, dude. Definitely. Always forever yeah. kilo. So we all land in Montalvo, right? And this is the beginning yeah. of the Monta days, essentially. Which is yeah. very comparable to the you know salad days, to the fucking Black Flag house. Dude. Was, there was some debauchery going on. Hummingbird, what, that was three doors over? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be 11 people living there at any one time or whatever. Yeah, so and then that's like, the house I moved into first. And at one point, there was nine people in a five-bedroom apartment. And yeah. I thought, I got to get the fuck out of here. So we literally moved three apartments over <laughs> on another street. And then right around the corner. there was, what, seven seven apartments of our friends living there? There was the Glory was... Hole. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, yeah, um, Jesse and Erica. And yeah. right across from them, it was insane. It, we were like spray painting sidewalks and just being mm-hmm. shitty Taco Tuesdays. Oh yeah, shitty yeah. Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Good times, man. Little ghetto, yeah, little ghetto behind Seven Eleven in Ventura here. I, I, does this work? We got Josh and Jesse playing oh, foosball snap. Taco Tuesday. You and Andy. Nice. You got that. You got that sick heresy shirt. Yeah, dude. Look at that, dude. If you want to get rid of any of your old T-shirts, man. Yeah, I better. I got a bunch. They're a little big for you though. I'll wear them over my sweat, my hoodie. <laughs> you've, you've always been a huge fan of massive t-shirts. Dude, I think, I remember we played the mountain bar once, and you, like, came up to me, like, dude, this guy came up, and he's like, 
what's up with the little jock in your band walking out the gallon of water in a big old t-shirt like it's a jersey or some shit i'm like oh my god dude is that what I look like? I guess I don't look in a mirror before a show. I mean, I, do, I mean, you're, <laughs> none of us were hitting the fashion uh, shit on the nose at the back then. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, dude, but we we were definitely on that doom train. We were definitely like the wall of amps. Yeah, yeah man, it's good. It's good times, brother. I, I mean, I I look yeah. back on those times, and uh, you know, it's just so much fun getting to cut our teeth on the road together, playing shows, playing in L.A. the Mountain Bar. You know what I mean? Man, and just been, I mean, you know, Ventura, I mean, every time, you know, so many touring bands, David Hardcock setting it up over at all the different formations of street, skate street and like the loft and dude, we'd play, he'd throw us on every damn show, no matter who it was. Yeah. That was great, man. So cool. Especially because we've, I've always been the odd man out in Ventura bands. I've never done a band that was a Nardcore band or a fucking But you're always in a band. Yeah, I'm always in a band, but I, I, you know, I my bands always sounded different. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. like a glass and ashes or that's why I was attracted to those guys. Cause they didn't sound like any of the typical Nardcore scene shit that you'd see or, yeah, you know, or especially the hardcore shit that was going on. Your retaliates, your fucking throwdowns, all that stuff was going on. Yeah. And control. Hit the deck. I mean, all good bands. Hit the deck. Yeah. Dude, you know I, I mean? think that I like them more now than I did when I'd see them. I was like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I played bass for Hit the Deck for like two shows. Do you remember, I remember that? that? I remember I learned, that. I think it's actually my record. I didn't get I, to, I, I, I was like, like either of those. I think I learned 19 songs in one practice. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> bass, like, I was just like, give me the next one. Like, <laughs> give me the next one. Give me the next one. I just tried it. I was like 19 songs or something like that, plus a couple minor threat covers. I yeah. A record of songs I've ever learned in one setting. Did you get one of those minor threat shirts they all made? The was it the the cigarette with the denim jacket and the locust pin, no. just like the minor threat bottle of violence. So. Which, yeah. I love that shit. It's they so actually good. paid me, which was weird. What? <laughs> they gave me some. I mean, it was like fifty bucks. But have you been a hired gun since? Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit the deck was my only official music paid gig. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You know? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, man. It's Dude. good times back then. What was the band that played? You had a really cool video of you guys playing the Ventura Theater, and you guys were so spread out. And you had like, it's crazy seeing you with like sort of longish hair, but like no beard. And you had that red Iron Maiden bass. Oh, that and might have been Anthesis back in the day. Anthesis? Yeah. Who would have that been opening for? Who would have headlined? Was it like Uphill I Battle or something? No, it was at, at the theater. Oh, you mean it was? Yeah. In, that was a that- Laser Star show, I think. Dude, the video, like the sound am quality, I a, is so am I good. A cowboy hat? No, no, but that's sick. I don't think I wish. No. I wish I seen that. Oh, I have. I have a good one, dude. It's really good. <laughs> I, was, I was so cool, dude. I was wearing literally a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you borrow someone's? Or you no, had I had it. I was. Yeah, doing, oh, I was. Shit. I was doing the thing for a long time, dude. <laughs> I was a crusty kid with a cowboy hat who loved Jesus. <laughs> That's so many things, dude. That's so many things, dude. Own all your contradictions, man. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, uh, that was probably emphasis or something way back in the day. Yeah, Could yeah. Have been drones or I don't know. I forget, man. I forget all the things, you know. Yeah. I wish I had more demos. I don't have any demos in my old shit. Dude, I have the drones demo, right? Um, am I? Yeah, wow. the one with the. The two is it the your chest things? tattoo? 
No, 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 no. It's something like that, though. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Chris LeBaron, man. I know, man. But yeah, that one hurt, man. That one hurt, dude. Yeah, there's uh, the reverberations for sure. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Super sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we gotta anyway. take care of ourselves. Take care yeah, of each man. other. I mean, reach out. You know, I had a lot of guilt with that too because I had been reached out to multiple times and tried to. Yeah. The thing and Matt Barks was trying to do the thing and yeah, and it just fucking didn't work, man. You know, it was a heartbreaker. Of course, old friends. I mean, and also, it's like really the first real friend we I've lost. You know, what I mean, I don't know. If yeah, ever had any? You know, lost. Any well, I didn't know friends. Buck or nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I wasn't I didn't really know. friends with Buck. I mean, I liked him, but you know, yeah, it hurt Ventura. But I, you know, I personally, yeah. I'd, I'd had maybe twenty interactions with him over the years. You know. Ventura's been very fortunate for sure with, uh, yeah, man. yeah people. I know, isn't it but... weird? Like how, I mean, a lot of, you know, back in the day people fucking partied, right. But like, no, no one was strung out on heroin or speed or crank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was some powder flying around and, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, isn't it crazy how it just does, it just doesn't hit Ventura like that. I mean, and obviously there's pockets, but like not and our I, friends, you know what I mean? Right. It's really I, weird. And I remember with some friends, like, some troubles would come up and stuff, and it seemed like, I don't know if things were sort I, I think people were being talked to or something. Yeah. And, yeah, I think I think people were, like, getting straightened out a little bit, like, spanked and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's and, what good friends do, right? I mean. Yeah, oh, dude. I mean, fuck, I guess I'm a shitty friend because I just, I stood by a whole bunch. Man, living in L.A., like, um, growing up, I, I, like, knew that, like, in high school people had problems and shit yeah. and i mean that's like not too young i guess a lot of people are developing all kinds of lifelong habits in high school right and like what the fuck they're just not thinking about it yeah but, but in high school man you're not you're not at a place where you're you know you can't you know you, you're just you're so insecure yeah. in your own right like you know my i had the righteous indignance you know what i mean when i was in <laughs> high school so I didn't yeah. fuck around with anything until I was old. Older well, I started that. drinking in high school, and I right, think it was yeah. a, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like you don't have the the wherewithal. But Ventura has such a wild community in the fact that you know if people are getting out of line, they kind of get checked. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they don't check themselves or get checked and listen, then they kind of fall out of the scene, dude. Yeah. You know, because no one's kind of no one has time for that shit. I mean, it's so weird that Ventura is so focused on like uh productivity and music and fucking community sure. like and there's people that could probably say opposite you know what i mean but in our group of friends there's 150 motherfuckers that you know what i mean i would die for you know what dude I mean? it's crazy yeah. i've never seen anything like that anywhere else man the way i would look forward to going to a party in ventura whether it's evergreen or visigoth or of course yeah. hastings yeah like, i mean and just how many times so ever a problem Right. Never, I mean, you were no. the problem. You were the problem most of the time, but <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't malicious and or I got, mean. And I got you know? checked. I got checked. And yeah, fucking I mean, Brooke Dalton, dude. Yeah. Much love the way you checked me, dude. My sober mind to do it too. Fucking yeah. falling asleep on his couch with beers. Yeah. And uh, he he had me good in check for about ten years, but now that I lived here, I keep falling asleep every weekend with a fucking beer in my lap. Josh, Josh Hayes is all like. God damn it, oh, dude. dude. Do you dude. remember when you, was it you and Josh or almost lit the apartment on fire and Rosie beat you guys with the fuck? Was that you guys or you and Chris? Who was it? Dude, no, that was me. Actually, um, <laughs> Chris and yeah. Josh walked by. I, 
Oh, Chris I and Josh saved us. That's right. Dude, smoke was coming out of the front door. You were in Alaska on a trip with your dad. Yeah, I was on a cruise. Just Dude. A fucking full-blooded American. You know what I mean? Wearing a suit to dinner with your pop, going to Alaska and shit. Well, Meanwhile, you're like, Scout's not even one. No, dude. She hasn't even had a birthday yet. Oh and I, I decided to bake something in the middle of the fucking night after Billy. I was um, by myself and Chris and Josh were coming back. It wasn't even midnight. I think it was still early. And mm-hmm. smoke was coming out of the fucking front of the house. So what happened? It was a, a thing of rice or what the fuck was it? It was something in the oven. I think it was yeah. a bunch of tater, like the whole bag of tater tots. Dude. Like tots caught fire they turned it off they, they, yeah. i was asleep in the kitchen mm-hmm. on the floor they didn't wake me up they just turned it off and they told me about it the next day didn't like, rosie wake you up by hitting you with shit oh shit yeah um, <laughs> i mean i know yeah, rosie, i don't, rosie I don't remember came that. down and fucking i was i get it i, was I get it like a, i don't even know if i can get a call i got somehow i got told that you would have almost burned our apartment down with our baby in it you know being wasted <laughs> and she was beating you with a fucking uh she was beating you with a broom or a mop trying to get you to wake up. And then Chris and Panic, or uh, Josh and Panic, were walking by the place and saw smoke billowing out. Turned off the oven. Her, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Fuck, poor yeah. Rosie, man. Oh, she's a yeah. Dude, she is. She's the mega champ. She <laughs> yeah. is. Totally. The amount of wild shit she's dealt with from me alone, let alone you. Yeah, and fucking panic, and Josh, and everyone else in that neighborhood, dude. Is well, incredible. y'all never lived with anyone else after me, right? Nope. That was kind of it. That was it. <laughs> that was huh? it dude. Okay, cool. That was it. I once we moved out, I was like, never again, dude. Never Fuck, again. Dude. Never again. Am I gonna watch someone try to drink beer out of the carpet? Fuck, man. When you're fucking broke, dude. Oh, I was getting by on twenty bucks a week. Most of it was on beer, more than you food. That's fucking, fucking a savage, sick. dude. I've never seen anyone that lived off twenty dollars a week before, dude. Really it was ice, ice, iceberg lettuce, grilled cheese, and yeah. ramen. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I don't really know how to cook then. <laughs> yeah, dude. But I'll tell you a story about fucking Brandon Pierce telling me that I got paid back in spades, okay. dude. So a child was playing the tavern. It was a daytime show. Brandon put on. Uh, it was for his friend's birthday, and it like it was all you can drink beer for everyone there. Mm. Um, and it wasn't like a bunch of the friends. It was his friends, I think, from like Moore Park, Thousand Oaks area, and stuff. Okay. It was like like a post wedding or a pre wedding sort of party. And um, the dudes and child were like you know, just pounding IPAs. And I didn't think that was a thing, but that shit hits like hard alcohol evidently. Cause I was born my brother's van van. They like set the center console. They burned a hole through it with like the, the lighter. They kept the lights on. So the battery died. I loaded all the gear by myself. They were like fucking eyeballs rolling just from IPA. I didn't know that that sounds like more than IPA. To a man. I know, yeah. That sounds a little bit more than that. You said it, not me. Uh, So Brandon gives me a jump, and I'm telling him, like, fuck these dudes. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, for all that shit you did in Ox, man, this is just (laughs) (laughs) too bad Craig's not here. (laughs) To say I told you so? And and Rachel is just like, not like she's heard all this fucking, all the shit that happened. Yeah, but we go back with that dude too. Crossbows and catapults, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nice to see he's doing good. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, dude. 
He's helped out all my bands. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I, I've said this many times, but I mean, you've made me laugh harder than any human I've ever met. And you've also made me madder than any human I've ever met. You know what I mean? At the same time. And, um, you know, my immediately my mind goes back to the fucking Ox rap tour. You know what I mean? The Denver, the Denver incident. You know what I mean? Remember that? <laughs> we, we played, we played bar bar. Yeah, we got we paid played. In, okay. So we got paid in pictures. Mm-hmm. You take it from here. All right. So we play bar bar. It's in Denver. It's already the mile high city. The beers go a long way. I've never been there before. And not only yeah. that, it, the, uh, me and I'm doing double duty. I'm playing in my band, the wrath and, and I'm also doing the Ox versus Thunderbird too. So I'm playing twice a night. It's, Kind of killing me. I hide my embarrassment. There you go. Um, It's kind of killing me, you know what I mean? But we get to Denver. We got homies there. The show goes fucking off. The bartender, the owner, is stage diving off of his own bar into the crowd. (laughs) I mean, it is going well. right? And now this motherfucker is handing us literal, actual pictures of of beer. Each. Like, each pitch. You know what I mean? Each. And (laughs) it hammered. I mean... Fucking three sheets. Thank God Nick doesn't drink. Yeah. Now we got to drive. Him getting us in the van is is a fucking nightmare, right? And we are, we have to take, we have to drive. I think we're going to Omaha the next day, right? Which got weirder, right? If you remember Omaha. Yeah, we're going to play with High on Fire. Yeah. And uh, so we get in the van, dude, and finally everyone's getting settled. And I'm uh, at the time in the van, there's a, there's a bunk right a loft and there's a seat here and uh i'm sleeping on the seat and maddie's on the loft and there's equipment seven dudes seven guys in a fucking 15 passenger not really built for it two guys are sleeping on the floor another guy on a bench i mean it's it's nuts to butts around here you know what i mean (laughs) so about fuck three in the morning I'm I'm waking up and i'm feeling like some warm liquid just like running on me dude like running like and i can't tell what's happening i think they're fucking with me or pouring something on me or whatever and i look up just to see maddie's dick out and he's pissing on me he's literally pissing on me the middle of my sleep he's in he's dead asleep but his dick is out and he's peeing on me on my sleeping bag all over my clothes right straight direct contact (laughs) i hop up in an immediate hulk rage and I'm punching you, and I'm hitting you. And at one point, I remember thinking, I'm going to open the back door, and I'm going to shove him out of it. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking highway. Yeah, I was, like, shoving you towards the door. And then the only thing that really saved it was the fact that you woke up in the middle of me beating you and and had literally no idea why. (laughs) Dude, I wake up, and there's a little red dot, and Shimer's filming with a (laughs) camcorder. And all I can think is, stop the van, stop the van. I, I need a pee. <laughs> oh, no, I get out. You're good. You're good. I, yeah. Dude, I, I get out in the cornfield and I'm peeing, looking at this beautiful sky. I'm like, America, what, what a land of freedom and beauty. And what just happened? Matt Barks tells me the next day. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. So here's the, here's the funny part is that, you know, I'm fucking pissed, right? I'm already like two weeks into a tour. I'm broke down. My body's, my voice is broke down and we're dying. You know what I mean? Like we're not losing money. But we're not making a lot. We're halfway. We got yeah. Like we're halfway three more weeks. Fucking yeah, five weeks or whatever. And uh, I get up the next day, and Maddie goes, "Hey, what's up, Craig?" <laughs> no idea. 
Matt has no fucking idea what happened, and everyone had to be like, he's so mad at you, dude. <laughs> he's so fucking mad at you. And then, of course, like a man, you made it up to me. I think you did my laundry. You know what I mean? Dude, you, you bought me well, breakfast. That was a big one up. You know what dude, I mean? Dude, I didn't drink for like three days. Will <laughs> you tell me? You're, you're talking to me, and you're like, pointing you're like poking me in the, the fucking chest plate and you're like dude i will only forgive you if something crazier happens and you catch that shit on film <laughs> yeah. and, and i was like oh fuck oh, no. dude I, I hope i don't see anything crazier oh, and then we did we saw all kinds of shit well so do we're, we're at omaha uh so we play like lincoln and omaha like three days have passed and after a show I think it was a high on fire show that one or maybe the next night or something uh there's that really cool house it was like three houses all combined yes and there was a fucking party going on and dude like john c and shimer were like consoling me on the i'm like dude i can't fucking drink at this party and like craig's fucking pissed like <laughs> he'll never fucking forgive me maybe i did your laundry maybe i bought you breakfast burritos yeah, but yeah, like yeah. i'm like dude i'm like looking for something crazy to happen and 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 they're like, you know, that's just the way it fucking. That's the way the cookie crumbles, dude. And these two dudes come up to the house and they're like, "We just came back from band practice. Want to see me piss on my friend's mouth?" Do you remember that? Yeah. No, I know. We've talked about yeah. it a billion times. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the dude, the dude, um, stands on the porch with his friend underneath him, and just fucking. <laughs> Pisses right in his mouth, dude. Dude, a full, he's <laughs> throwing up the full jackass thing. And I'm incredible. like, what's the yeah. fucking point of this? Yeah. And then I was like, wait, oh, fuck, wait, will you guys do it again? And like, can I take a picture? And <laughs> yeah. so I used Matt Barks. I have the photo on um, Photo Bucket. And I was oh, trying to retrieve really? that shit. Oh, man, yeah. Dude, I'm going to, you have to pay to like retrieve the photos. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because I'm going to say, this is going really on the, this good is. Ones. This is Patreon fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. subscription imagery sure. over here. Yeah. And I got it, dude. Full fucking golden arc in his mouth, like cresting out. Oh, he throws up after. I fucking run. You're in the backyard. And I run back with the fucking photo. You know, it's like the digital photo where yeah, it like, yeah. has the little screen. Yeah, I take the beer out of your fucking hand. And I'm like, I'm back, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that was your excuse to get back in the game. <laughs> dude. And Shimer yeah. and I fell asleep in a hammock in the backyard. He's right. probably like telling me like, dude, I got your back, man, no matter what. Not with you, but just like in life. He's oh, like, dude. No, so remember that house is so crazy. It was like, it was the same thing. It was like 16 people living in a fucking seven bedroom house. But it was also three houses connected together. Yeah. And it was so many people. And I've told this on the podcast before, but... There were so many fucking people living there, right? And we're in the backyard smoking pot, being quiet, and the guy keeps coming out to tell us that the landlord lives across the street. And I'm like, how are we the problem? Like, how, seriously, dude, like, there's a, there are two squatters that sleep in a tent. Yes, in living room, exactly. And we're the fucking problem here? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know what I mean? Like, this is insane. And then I don't know if you remember the next day, but the guy comes out of that, out of the kitchen. Uh -huh. Hey, I made you guys eggs and waffles or pancakes. I'm like, cool, dude. Fucking rad. And he's like, we don't got no plates or bowls or cups or silverware or anything in this house. And so he serves us fucking pancakes and scrambled eggs on ripped up beer cartons. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh, we got to get the fuck out of Omaha, bro. Like, 
insane. like this is just my style. <laughs> it was insane. Oh, I mean, shit. You're that's funny, dude. Just I forgot that. There, you know, I fucked, dude. Probably shoulda, coulda, definitely coulda. You'd be a different human right now. Oh man. So blessed, when, blessed. So you you messed around down here in Ventura, and I remember you. Um, you know, where'd you go after Ventura? You went to the obviously Ox broke up for many many reasons, mainly because yeah. of having kids. Fucking you, you're starting to do other shit. Matt's having kids, the whole deal. Um, yeah. And you end up in Oakland, man. So what have you been doing up there? Oh, dude. Well, Ventura to New York, three mm-hmm. years in New York, three years in LA, right. yeah, three years in New Orleans, and uh, I've been here for a year. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, fucking crazy living in New Orleans. Yeah. And I loved it. Let's hear about that. What I mean, I know you were living with Deke or with playing with Deepak. Yeah, I was playing a deep for, for. I didn't. I I made just shy of three years living there, and uh, I I played with him in L.A. before that. Um, dude, some of the best shows ever. Just the, the the things people throw at that guy. It's like he doesn't look for shit. No, I know. He's just yeah. yeah it's crazy. Our first show he was is, in New York. He's the quintessential vegan, freegan. Dude, yeah. That guy, you're like, wow, look at you. <laughs> you know, I love I love him to death, but I've never seen someone just walk into shit like so easily in my entire life. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So man, we yeah we so so I pretty much move everywhere based on an invitation. I've never self directed. I'm never like oh I always wanted to live there or that was a cool enough scene. I wanted to move to Richmond at one point. I think mm-hmm. from that same tour we were on, yeah. I'm like holy shit the music the fucking best friends fest or something, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, so I was dating a woman in LA that like moved to New Orleans for for grad school, and um, she was like, "Dude, move out here!" I like visited three times in a year, and I'm like, "This is getting expensive. I'm just gonna move." I, was, I had a band child, and that was like kind of crumbling. One of the dudes, his like other band, had a really good opportunity to tour with Acid Mother's Temple, and I couldn't blame him for that. But like Owl had invited us out. You remember Owl from up mm-hmm. here? Yeah. They had invited us on a tour, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like, and we, when we said no, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking split, and I'm going to move to New Orleans. Yeah. And, yeah, um, New Orleans is amazing, but people are fucking gnarly. I, like, right. I'd had six years of cooking experience with the with barbecue, mm-hmm. and so I was, like, most everybody works in, like, the service industry, so it was pretty easy to find a job right away, and the whole culture of working in kitchens is like drugs, alcohol, craziest hours. And my girlfriend was like a nurse. So she was like going to work at five in the morning. And I was just coming home. Mm-hmm. So like it did not work out and it was a pretty nasty breakup. And she and I are like best friends still, but Deke saved my ass. He was like, dude, it was a split level house. Each side was the shotgun styles. You ever stay in any houses mm-hmm. in New Orleans? Yeah. 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 It's one of those classic, like, super narrow and long shotguns is 450 bucks a month wow yeah in mid city which is like a pretty rad part of town when i was living in the lower ninth which was super fun but gnarly and uh he is like um we were already playing music um i moved right next to him and then we got jobs at the same po boy shop so we're like working together living next to each other and playing music together it's like 23 hours a day with this dude yeah 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 and yeah, i that, did a that... whole six week tour with him and that was good oh that was with uh... <laughs> the jackass i was like all right i got my right. 
I mean, I love the guy. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, woo, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that ended. That ended the most VH1 classic. Where could it be? Where are they now? It could possibly have ended. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been on some tours that imploded. You know what I mean? But that was yeah. that was a good one, dude. But wait, was outside, Toby in that? Yeah, it was to- my uncle Toby and uh, Victor Fuentes and and uh, this guy Ben and uh, yeah and Deke filled in. Incredible guitar player. Actually, me and Deke were totally 100% fine the whole time. He was actually, like, the stable fucking, if it sounds wild, but he was the, me and him were literally the stable ones in the whole entire tour. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't drink much, and that's no, that's stability, no, always, especially yeah, for New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Dude, but that dude, when I met that guy, probably around the same time that I first started coming up with Ventura, he used to call, he called me Mikey for, like, five years, and he made out with my girlfriend twice, and, like... <laughs> All this, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, fuck this yeah. psych. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. this bag. I used to call but... him a joint hawk. You know, I mean, dude. he was a fucking weed hawk, dude. Every time someone yeah. fucking weed, he'd creep up like like Snoop Dogg and fucking, you know what I mean? Like on the stoop. You know, what, where did you come from? You know? Dude, I speak Deke sign language, dude. <clears throat> this is yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take it out of your mouth and give it to me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so you love did, that you guy. New Orleans, wild times, right? And then I remember hearing you. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. Didn't want to leave, but Josh Hayes from Milk Bath, my best buddy, uh, invited me out. He was uh, running a, a nonprofit out here called Lava May. It was like these this portable showers for homeless folks. And he was just like, hired all of his friends. They He was getting big grants and all this stuff. He's like, dude, 25 bucks an hour. And I was like making eight bucks an hour. Right. Like minimum wage in New Orleans is seven twenty five, <clears throat> and like they're like, be grateful for eight. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's impossible, uh, dude. Um, it was. I'd be. I don't know how people are surviving over there during COVID right now. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, unemployment. Uh, that's why no one wants to go back to work. Yeah, dude. You know I know mean? some bar. I know some bartenders. Like when COVID first started, they were getting like fifty bucks a week in unemployment because bartenders can make like sub minimum wage since they make so much in tips or whatever, mm-hmm. like $2 an hour. So 50 bucks a week is what it came out to like on paper. That's yeah. what they were getting. Yeah, government checks. I mean, when they, when they started kicking in the COVID shit though, I mean, everyone was obviously like, yeah. that's what, I think that's what you're seeing now is that, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, you're seeing a lot of people that with the 300 extra dollars, they're realizing that they make dog shit. And why would they go back to work? And I don't fucking blame them, dude. I don't. Why would I don't you go either. back to work yeah. when you can sit at home and make almost the same amount of money, pretty much the same amount of money, which is just enough for, like, if you get paid just enough for what the government deems fucking normal, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, and I dude, don't blame anyone for not wanting to go back to work, you know? Any, like, no anyone one wants I know. to go back to work for slavery yeah. wages anymore. Totally. Try to live anyone on $15 I... an hour in Ventura and see how it goes. I mean... There's yeah. just no fucking way, dude. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> that the, there was fortunately there was this like cost of living adjustment from even between living in LA and moving up here. They like gave me five extra bucks. Wow. I was able to transfer through my company. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, dude, I think like the whole restaurant industry is totally going to change after COVID. I was yeah. seeing that with a lot of restaurants in New Orleans, where like people. Um, they would pay the dishwasher the same as the bartender, as the same as the sous chef, and wow, they'd split really? tips that way. It's like this whole sort of like communist kind of approach and stuff. Like everyone had like started at fifteen dollars to twenty dollars there, which goes a long way. And then at least all the progressive spots 
Really? And uh, yeah, and I think it's like not fair to have your um, customers pay your <clears throat> employees like tips, like yeah, dude. to pay them so meagerly and to count on them making tips or whatever. It's, it becomes seasonal work, and it becomes yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in New Orleans, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's arguable that you know someone that works, you know, in that bourbon, what is it, bourbon, bourbon Street, right? Bourbon Street, but, yeah, I mean. Someone that works there, yeah, they might be making a thousand dollars a weekend, but at the what do they do in the rest of the year? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're fucking scraping by, surviving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, there's it's a lot of white up, flight man. for sure. Yeah, yeah for there's sure. very few. Yeah, people have to like migrate based on seasons and shit. Yeah, to... it's a bummer. I mean, it speaks to a whole larger thing. I mean, like I said, yeah, if what it you does. think the government like if what the government assumes is like a livable wage to help you supplement and that's what they're paying you and it's more than what you're making already we got a fucking problem around here you know what I mean? yeah like, there's yeah. just no way and i obviously i i make good money dude like i make livable money it's not yeah. a lot i know the difference between being poor and being broke now right i mean like i'm broke yeah but i'm not poor. i've never been poor yeah yeah totally. you know what i mean like i'm always yeah. been broke and but my, now my broke is at a higher level i can pay my bills I can go out to dinner a couple nights a week with my family. But yeah. I'm not doing much else after that. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You know, and I'm not, you know, dying, but, you know, I'm definitely not fucking saving tons of money making doing what I do, you know? And yeah. I fucking, I, I make okay money on paper, you know? It's, and I, I've heard you talk about, like, the fact that you know that you can't buy a house there in Ventura. No, no, yeah. not right now. Not, a, not yeah. fucking close, no way. yeah. Yeah, which is a bummer. I mean, you know, making what I make on paper, it's like you can't afford uh, anything close on a single income in this family or in this, yeah. this town. I mean, unless you got secondary income and the husband and wife are working, which, you know, puts strain on the family. And at yeah. a certain point, Rosie, my wife, is working just to pay daycare. You know what I mean? For the baby yeah. and the kids. You know what I mean? So it's like a huge portion of her check is going to be going to daycare. So you can almost cut her wages in half just for her to go to work. You know what I mean? It's and it's, wow. it's, fucking, it's a bummer. I mean, also we're not starving. You know what I mean? Like no one's. Yeah. You know we're not dying here. There's so many people in a much worse positions, and I grew up like that my whole life, dude. I mean, I grew up in in actual poverty. You know what I mean? For a long time. Right. Yeah. You know, not without love. Not without. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Someone that cared about me, but. We were just fucking poor, dude. Yeah, and that was dude. it. <laughs> There's just no way around and it. Out in a desperate place. Too. Wait, did you live in Trona? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was so. a ba- when I was a little kid, we lived out there. Yeah, uh, we moved to I want to say Roseman, which isn't much better. When I was about maybe six, seven. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then uh, after that, we you know about ten, I moved to Ventura. That's what got me here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that shit, I mean, you know, but you don't know, you don't know shit when you're a kid. You don't know if you're poor, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't know nothing, dude. Like, yeah. you don't understand what poverty is until you really, like, until I was a kid and I realized that at 19, my credit was kind of fucking destroyed because my mom had to take out, like, utilities in our names to keep the lights yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I that was when that, I realized yeah. we were fucking poor, dude. And it's yeah. nothing against my mom. She did a fucking... Dude, Mama exactly Tammy's. She could, you know? She's the bad assassin, dude. <laughs> yeah. Mama, yeah. Mama K rules, you know? Dude, of um, course. Yeah. But, um. Well, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I honestly, I would like 
I would hope to move to Ventura again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, totally. My parents live there and, um, right. Yeah. yeah, Um, I mean, shout out to the Kellys, by the way, nicest humans, (laughs) nicest humans I've ever met. Dude, Dude, my little brother. I don't know how you turned out like you did. I mean, they're the nicest (laughs) fucking people. (laughs) Look at this smile. You really are too. I mean, you're the nicest dude ever. (laughs) I I mean, holy shit, man. Like just add alcohol, dude. It's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but I really would hope to, but I'd have to set it up for myself. Cause I mean, I, hopefully this is the last time I have to live on top of five other people and, right. you know, um, you know, I, I am dating someone, I'm in love with someone that's like, she's got her career mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, I got to meet that. And so I think in this whole weed biz, um, I, I, I work for like a real big distributor. We've got our own product. Mm-hmm. um edibles but we distribute like every kind of other thing we've been around for 10 years so it's like this this massive sort of complex i guess we're like sort of as corporate as weed gets mm-hmm. um but i'm like oh dude i gotta start working for commission like that's mm. got to be a sales dude if i'm i i, I didn't go to college i like right. yeah. I, I don't have any skill set there isn't like a, a track for me so uh you know selling weed yeah but man like that's the fucking thing matt i mean that's what punk rock prepares us for yeah totally you know what i mean totally prepares us for this yeah yeah for us to be able to book our own tours and fucking challenge ourselves and eat shit and still come out on top like this is what punk rock is man you know what i mean it took me a long time to really shift my focus enough to where i could figure out how to monetize it man and you sure. Know, there ain't nothing yeah. wrong with selling weed. It's legal. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it saves Dude. lives. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Going if you use dispense- that same energy on that shit, you're going to be fucking killing it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> I'm driving all over NorCal, all over the place from Humboldt, on over to Redding, out Tracy, like weird places. Places like mountain towns that they've been open this whole time. Like there have been bars and oh, restaurants yeah. and shit like People are like, like COVID you know, never got there. And they never exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. You walk into yeah. the master all, what are you doing, faggot? <laughs> oh, dude, whoa. full on, full. Yeah, like, <laughs> how, how did you know, dude? <laughs> <laughs> how did you know? Yeah, what the fuck? Sure. Oh yeah. man, and, uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. I man. almost, I almost needed like, I was like, fuck, do I get a MAGA hat just like to kind of drive my truck in and like kind of through <laughs> these towns or whatever? Yeah. Um, but these, uh, yeah, so. East Town's been operating like this. I was talking about, I lost my train of thought. Well, but, you were talking about, you know, what you're doing now, right? You're working for commission. You're trying to figure out how you. Well, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. You start working for commission and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's an avenue, but this, this is, you know, a lot oh, of why I, I re- would, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about sort of like what um, DIY ethics mm-hmm. and sort of like um, how my, my personality has been formed by uh, meeting sort of like situations head on. I had this therapist that told me, she's like, oh, dude, you have a really hard time setting up a five-year plan for yourself because you're really good at like dealing with chaos. Mm. If something gets thrown your way, like you can adjust and you can like, can, can sort of like dodge, work your way around Pivot, it. And, like, yeah. Yeah. And you don't act, yourself. I'm not sweating it or whatever. I'm just like, oh, fuck, like another crazy, like, when Deke invited me to live next to him, uh, my dog wasn't allowed 
to live there. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't give up my dog and I couldn't live with strangers. Right. And and so I was like, all right. So I'm like, my landlord would come over to the house and I'm literally running with my dog in the bushes and shit or like waiting across the bayou, like waiting for houses, truck to move and shit. And that was just like my normal day to day. And I'm like, this is like the rest of, for as long as I got to live here. But I think, um, sort of like wanting to like live on the road and, you know, shit breaking down and like, it just sort of prepared me for havoc. Right. But I mean, how do you get like are you at a point in your life where you're ready to get out of that like yes. start preparing like you know we're yeah. i mean you're i know you're a few years younger than me you know not right like two years i think yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. Not much you know i'm gonna be mean? 37 this year yeah yeah there ain't i mean fuck man you had a you know everyone had a good run but like it there's nothing wrong with like planning your future you know and that is the one downfall of like growing up how we did you know like you had pre- pretty stable parents yeah, I remember your yeah. dad worked for what Universal or something for Warner I mean, Records. Warner for Records years. for many, yeah. many years, and then I remember when he lost that job, and yeah, I mean everyone went into a tailspin, and you know, um, you know, but it's it is one of the downfalls in being involved in the lifestyle that we are is that we're really good in the moment. We're fucking good in the moment. We know how to pivot. We know how to move. We know how to duck, dodge, whip, wheel, yes, all that shit. But when it comes to planning a future. It's like, well, I don't know. The world might be on fire tomorrow. You know what yeah. I mean? And it took me a yeah. long fucking time. It took me till I had kids to realize that, like, it, I have I have to plan. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to just blindly believe that the future will come. And right. and what am I going to, like, where am I going to be when it is here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. am I going to yeah. be fucking around still trying to just dodge and weave shit? exhausting dude it is exhausting dude and yeah. it's mentally exhausting it's emotionally exhausting and it exhausts the people around part, you yeah and it transfers into yeah. every part of your life you know what i mean i'm not yeah. saying that you're you're doing that to people at all you know what i mean like i am um, <laughs> <laughs> you know but you do at a certain point like there i remember there being a major switch for me and being yeah. like i can't live like this anymore i can't live right. in this moment just waiting for the next thing to come so i can react to it i have to be proactive and i have to attack the thing i want yeah until and beat it like a dead fucking horse until it's glue you know what Dude. i mean and that's what i had to do you know what i mean and it yeah. wasn't something i totally wanted to do but, but i did ha- find enjoyment in what i do you know what i mean you did have that early on that was giving it your all you know i remember right. when, when i picked up tattoos and you're doing tattoo and you're like oh that's another thing Thing for you to be half ass in or whatever. I was like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, for like eight years, I gave like 200 tattoos, and yeah, they're all pretty half ass or whatever. But, um, yeah, I remember you going. I'll give you one of them. All. No. Yeah. <laughs> I already got enough shitty tattoos. Like, uh... But I mean, I don't. You know, I do that out of love. You know, I mean, it's. I oh, want of course, everyone. Of course. I've always wanted. You've never everyone... turned your back. You've never turned your back in a moment. No. I've always wanted everyone to do better. Like. Yeah, I really do believe in that high tides raise all ships. You know what I mean? And I want everyone to fucking do better. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, and I just, I, if I can do it, I assume everyone can. Cause I'm a fucking loser. You know what I mean? Deep down <laughs> in my ways. You know what I mean? Like I, it just like it on paper, you know what I mean? It's like barely got out of high school, no college education, had fucking kids too young, not ready. No plan for him. You know what I mean? Like, on paper, I'm a fucking loser, dude. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
what I just, but I do want everyone to do better. Like, yeah, I think everyone can be better. It takes a long goddamn time, dude. Like, yeah, I yeah. would have been if I didn't have kids, I would not be even close to as driven as I am about sure. my future. You know what I mean? That was sure. the catalyst for me that made yeah. me realize, like, I have a lot. I have a lot more riding on this than just me and you splitting for fucking three weeks at a time. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, definitely. That was the only thing Dude. because I refused to not be a shit dad, you know. And I knew you were gonna be a I fucking to be a shit dad. Anyway, I don't want to be a shitty dad. <laughs> if, if you if you've had any if you've had any slack being a dad, it's because Rosie gave it to you, man. hundred. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Behind every good man, there's a disappointed wife. but yeah man i mean that and that's the fucking that is the downfall though i think of our of our the lifestyle we chose because it is free we're fucking free you know what i mean like we were free we could bounce at any moment i was paying 180 dollars a month in rent you were right right there you know what i mean like yeah bounce for two months and be gone and fucking not a damn thing changed in ventura you know totally. what I mean? But it's like, it's yeah. hard to get out of that mindset, you know, just waiting for the next thing to come. And rather than that, planning the next thing to come and how to attack it when it does. You know what I mean? It's a big yeah. deal, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad to see to you're do... starting to focus on that, you know? Oh, dude, definitely. And it's, my dad, he says it, you know, we were t- touching on how he worked for Warner Records for 30 years. You know, he, he got into the music biz as a janitor. He was a custodial engineer. He uh, he asserted he like made them make a plaque for the little closet that he's like, that's my office. I'm a custodial engineer, whatever. But he was in high school and he worked his way up to head of operations, which is like the mail room and warehousing and stuff. Right. And um, yeah, so it was like, you know, he didn't go to college. He. he found himself in the right industry is the thing he had a passion for. And, uh, I mean, I definitely eat more weed and than I ever have before. Yeah. I'm not getting, I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so still losing yeah. my shit, but I see yeah. it as a vital industry. I mean, for my dad having had cancer or he has he's right. had a second diagnosis recently. Oh, and no, he's doing, really? he's doing great. He's got a big, uh, treat. He's got a second stem cell transplant this, this summer, but we're, oh, really? we're hopeful. Both yeah. Stem cells, huh? His second time, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. First one was six years ago, and dude, he's just thrived on it. Wow, it was crazy. Yeah, is he doing it here in America? He, yeah, he's doing it over in uh, San Gabriel Valley, over at City of Hope. Wow, okay, it's, cool, dude. It's a badass hospital. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like so high tech. It's like stepping into a time machine, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, wow. I actually, yeah, um, but um, he's like, dude your industry, like who you work for, they're like the Warner brothers of the seventies. Like you've got like that Warner job, like everybody, everybody like uses weed. Yeah. Yeah. It is not going to go away. You know what I mean? It's not going to go away at all. You you have to figure out how to find your passion for, I mean, first of all, to be involved in weed is not, I mean, it's something you could do and live with and be happy with for a mer- very long time. You know, it's not like yeah. fucking data entry at some piece of shit Amgen. You know what I mean? This yeah. Is not the same yeah. Thing. What you're dealing with helps people. It fucking it's combating big pharma. 
It's fucking yeah. going to replace opiates. It's going to fucking, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things it's going to do in the next 20 years. And yeah. for you to be on the ground floor of that is incredible. You know, take it serious. Take it oh, fucking dude. super serious. You know what I mean? Dude. Your old man is, is, is a true representation of, of what the American dream could have been. You know what I mean? Like, I think our generation was the first generation where that American dream is, you know, this whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps bullshit is gone. You know, I yeah, working hard is not enough. It's dude. not going to be enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there yeah. are these industries now, like marijuana, fucking, you know, the trades are coming back, what I do. That shit's yeah. booming. You know what I mean? Dude, like, COVID's been a true test of that, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. It's like what survived, what thrived during all of that. Right. And, that it, and yeah. it, is, it is a good marker, you know, because – a lot of people are rejecting college. They're rejecting basic education, and they're going to go. Yeah. When you, they realize they can go for fucking three years and train and do what I do and make eighty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a year right yeah. out of fucking high school. Right. Every one of them is saying fuck this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think you're seeing this big paradigm shift. But for you to be involved in that, dude, like I'm stoked. You know, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm surprised my parents still haven't thanked me for not going to college and putting them in debt. <laughs> yeah. Well, they I mean, haven't. It's not. They you haven't. should thank them for willing, being willing to pay for it. <laughs> Dude, my mom still asks me. She's like, "You think you're gonna get your AA?" <laughs> I got my no. AA. A. <laughs> yeah. A. Oh man. Yeah. I'm gonna get my but. fucking JA. <laughs> you know what I mean? My J. Associate um, and yeah, joint, man. jointed, <laughs> joint association party. Um. Yeah, man. I, I mean, that's cool, dude. I mean, you got it's so hard to switch to that point where you're actively looking for your future rather than just taking. Yeah. Coming at you, man. But man, but then music always finds its way back in your life, you know. Well, and that's what you figure out is is that I real I enjoy playing music more now than I ever did. Yeah. I, I really yeah. do. Like being in town, yeah. being in dad brains, I'm able to really fucking enjoy it. Because I have yeah. a career and I have a money path and I have a thing that makes me the money. I'm not banking right. anymore on the quote unquote making it part. Being right. on a fucking good label. I I never in my life enjoyed playing music more than I do now. Yeah. So, and I had to take a good step away from it and I had to fucking reprioritize and I had to do these things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but so many can, distractions of being young, dude. Right. So many you distractions. Know? Yeah. And you and you just you know you spend your years just doing the thing because it is the thing that you need to do. You yeah. Know what I mean, and and at a certain point, like, you know, I realized that like, oh, it can be two separate things. Like, my money and my career can be different than what my passion is. Yeah. And I never thought in a thousand years I was going to be happy doing something that I do that wasn't pat I wasn't my passion. Right. And I yeah. was totally wrong. I'm totally fucking wrong, dude. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. Wow. I tell my kids, follow your passion. If you're lucky enough to be able to make money in your passion, great. Fucking great. Yeah. But if not, find something that you love and can tolerate and can do that makes you yeah. and and then also continue your passion for fun. And what I've realized yeah. is that Music for me now, this podcast, this is passion, and it's pure passion. You can tell, yeah. I don't give a sure. shit about monetary value. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I want to write music because it's it's what comes out of me, and I want to write music. I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. worrying that. Oh my God, Southern Lord finds us, or we're the next fucking torch, or what? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, none of those are in my concern. I don't even want to put out a record, dude. 
Yeah. I've heard, heard a couple I've heard a bunch songs of you a year. You know that. what I mean? Like, my yeah. whole priorities have shifted, and I love it more now than I ever did because there's no baggage. There's no more Dude, baggage. You've owned your, your production rate, and, like, that's just, like, how it's worked for you and stuff and writing songs. And Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. But it can be two things, and it doesn't have to be one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you can you you just end up having to figure out how to shift your focus into the thing that makes you money. Yeah, you can live with. You know, and I watch mean? you watch you accidentally end up like getting invited to tour with Torch or some crazy shit. Like, Whatever, just, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's take that. Into yeah, account. but yeah, if it don't, fuck it. I don't. You know, what I mean, like, I'm still really enjoying, just dude, writing music I, and playing. Music. I I hear some freedom in your voice on that tongue album, man. Like, that's like. Yeah, that'd been cool if you sang like that in Ox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I was capable of it, dude. You're you know right. I mean? I you're you're kind of for, you're kind of coming into it in the in the rap and stuff. It yeah, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tongue is definitely the like freest, most brave I've been with vocals and trying to find my own voice. I've been playing fucking metal for twenty five years, dude, and I'm dude. just now figuring out what I who I am and what I can do. Rob, crazy. holy shit. Yeah, what the Rob fuck? He's an incredible drummer, dude. You've been playing Nick Manassian for how long? At least 15, almost 20 years now. You know? Holy shit. Yeah, it's great, Everyone's man. favorite bass player. Yeah. So I want to hear about I want to hear about Milkbath, dude. What's going on with that? How'd you yeah, What's man. going on with Milkbath? Which is dude, one of my favorite bands in Oakland, by the way. Dude, totally. I uh you know, I would have offered to like put that album that they did out on uh Challenge the Throne, but I was like, uh, you can do it. I don't, I don't have money for that. But <laughs> yeah. I love the record right away and shit. There's some like Western style interludes and just like, I've always been a fan of Josh's, but he's, we've never really played music together for all the time being best friends and right. playing in bands that played together. Um, but Eric moved out of this house when Josh moved in um, here on 16th Street where Josh used to live anyways. And Brian from Milk Bath lives here. And so we're all here and Eric's got priorities and stuff of his own. And the band was sort of put on hiatus, our practice spots, two blocks away. And so, yeah, I was like, I mean, it's probably Josh that initiated like jamming together, but it's the fastest fucking shit. I like, I'm barely hanging on in it, (laughs) dude. And it's just Ginsu and I chopping the whole yeah. fucking time. That's all Josh wants, as mm-hmm. long as I like stay on time with that. And I used to get in trouble with child all the time for like playing too fast. Mm-hmm. And I'd get so fucking pissed. Like three out of ten times, I was the right tempo in that band. But now it's like nine out of ten, and like that's just what it is. But I'm out of fucking shape, dude. Yeah, I'm coughing, like dude. I'm like training outside of playing music to like be in this band. Nice, dude. That's yeah, awesome. but yeah, we've written three songs already and. It's just been, I mean, there aren't any shows on the horizon, um, but things is are going to happen real soon. Is at all, or is everything totally on lockdown still? I mean, are they, you see the restrictions starting to come up, or are you hearing about shows? Like, what's going on? I've been hearing about, there's been, like, all kinds of, like, shows this whole time, like, weird driveway shows, or someone playing in yeah. a parking lot, and you had to be 40 feet away or some shit, but... I don't know of any, I haven't seen any lineups for any shows, but like I know no it's venues, just going to no happen. Venues or anything yet. Yeah, no, yeah. not yet. A lot of things have closed in this time, man. Yeah. The Starline and Store Club and like 
I mean, Eli's, I, is, they're like, they've got that whole protocol, like super. You guys ever played Eli's Mellow? Yeah, we did, we did, but I don't know what it is. I mean, Eli, how could they have a protocol? Like, oh, man. Place, I mean, that's that the place one. Is so gnarly, dude. Dude, it's the they're one. They're concerned bar. about COVID. Have you been in Major, the bathroom? I'm I pretty sure the bathroom is the spawn of COVID. It dude, wasn't it China. Is, it was Eli's Mile it's the, High Club. It's the portal to hell, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for a hand to come out and grab my fucking dick. And take <laughs> yeah, it. Dude. I want to get pee in there. Dude. All the lost souls. Oh my I god! I told you about the story about me taking a shit in the park. Was that on the same tour that we were on? No, no, it no. Wasn't? That was an entirely different one. But I, I know that one. Oh. Wait, so that was? Yeah, that was it's... <laughs> terrible, dude. I never in my life. Have not you, had a, you had a knife? I had you a had knife a kn- and a flashlight in my mouth and a pack of baby wipes, and I'm taking a shit against a giant pillar under that bridge that's across the park. Yeah. And this fucking homeless guy, I don't realize I'm next I'm like twenty feet from this homeless dude sleeping there. Yeah. Um, it's a tour shit, dude. I mean, it's a fucking tour shit. And he looks up and he's like, What the fuck? And I'm all, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I booted him out of his okay. house. Home <laughs> with my shit, dude. Time to relocate, dude. <laughs> oh man, so bad. Like dude. I wouldn't even pee in there, let alone take a shit in that bathroom. Pretty sure that's where the bat came from. Yeah, <laughs> Corona. That's there's no way. Dude, there's anyway. someone out. There's someone out, someone out here pooping on all the skate spots, man. Yeah, it's there's all like guys. Apparently, fucking San Francisco lets people poop on the streets. And oh, like, dude, oh. like four. It's like someone that's held their shit for four days or something. It's oh. like. Arterial spray. It's gnarly. Are you still but, skating? Dude, I'm like 36 and learning heel flips. It's <laughs> fucked up. I'm like, I can only skate flat ground. It's time to do some of this flat ground shit. Dude, there's like some cool skate parks over here. I wanted to hit up David and stuff. He's skating every day, that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. and I were never tight or anything, but just like... Hey, we were I'm... never tight. I was in a band with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I like the kid a lot. I just, he's so young. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You know, yeah. and he's got his own little thing, but you know, fucking incredible skater. God. And yeah. Obviously, an incredible R- guitar crazy player. guitar player. Yeah, he's already started a band out here. Again. Oh, he maybe? did? Yeah, I, I think know. maybe. Yeah. Who, you, have a, you have a second guitar player now? Yeah. In Tongue? Yeah. Who's that? Guy named Bill, Bill Benson. Um, he was the original dude I asked. Uh, older dude. Who's he? he was in that band, Brilliant Machine. I don't know. Yeah, if I remember them? An older. Yeah, guy. yeah, totally. Old Mark, yeah, dude. great dude. Real talented. Big cool. asset. Writes rich. Yeah, whole deal. Yeah, I'm stoked on that. He likes some heavy shit. Oh yeah. 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 Good. He understands all the tuning and all the weird shit. But... Dude, I want to talk to you like five most underrated bands, heavy bands. Five most underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do like a band for band. Okay. Um, I want to, you could start first. Well, you got one on deck? I've, I've got, I've got the advantage because I've been thinking about it like, oh, since shit, you asked okay. me to do this thing. Underrated. Dude, underrated. Gaza. Gaza oh, was yeah. insane. Yeah. Dude, yeah. crazy, heavy, satanic, like long album titles, song titles, but just like assault. So good. You, you showed me that band. Hmm. Um, God damn, underrated. That's the problem. Underrated, yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, I'm, like, I'm going to go, as far as heavy, like, Glass and Ashes yeah. is heavier than fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, they were heavy. Definitely. The tunings were wild, fucking heavy-ass music. Dude, you know? yeah. 
Um, yeah. I want to go there. I want to go. Uh... I remember when you showed me that CD with like the monkeys on it. The their demo right after Kenji. It right. was like in a screen printed on a little paper mm-hmm. on like a cardboard thing. And yeah. I was like, "Fuck, this is crazy!" And I was telling my my friends back in the valley and stuff uh, that band Mika Mika. I was like, "Dude, this band oh, Glass God. and Ashes," and I'm like, "That shit sounds like Glass and Ashes sounds like an emo band or some shit." Yeah. I guess they they were some like heavier. Yeah, I mean, those some of those later songs were so goddamn heavy, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, the albums uh, definitely got better see, and better. There's a band. Let's see who. Who is surprisingly heavy? I don't know, man. I have to think about it. You got another one, dude? Do you remember? I think Matt showed me this, but that Christian band Warlord. That Steve oh, Austin. Oh yeah, I love that band, dude. Dude, rock the faux hammer. Mm-hmm. That album. That's a great. Holy album, dude. fuck, dude. Yep. I wasn't able to find them forever and ever. And there's like some eighties band that's, they're doing all the reissues. I don't know who, who's doing. So like, I was like looking on YouTube for warlord and they're only showing this older band, but they're on like Spotify. I don't have Spotify, but it's like here at the house. And mm-hmm. I found rock the faux hammer. Yeah. I saw that. And I was just like, oh, did you? Yeah. Back in the day, back in the three piece, you know, right? Uh, three piece band, very heavy. I mean, tooth very, and nail or something. Uh, they no, they like on... tooth and nail. Same guys, like same labels that band Zayo, and yeah, um, you know what I mean. Like Training for Utopia, all yeah. those bands I used to listen to back in the day. Um, yeah, they were on that same same label, dude. And they were fucking heavy. That band was heavy, dude. Dude, um, Steve Austin recorded that shit, and that dude does not like Jesus. No, yeah, <laughs> but he did record it. And it sounds like yeah. it does sound like today is the day, but just the heavy parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah, and totally. the Melvin's like a Melvin's kind of twist. Yeah. Some of like, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great band. Big sound for three dudes. And that sounded, the album sounded like that in real life, huh? Yeah. Totally. Dude. Yeah. I mean, they fucking nailed yeah. it, dude. They're all yeah. a bunch of fucking bearded hicks. There was another band that I, you know, is my tattoos. This band called World Against World. Um, oh, shit. An old Christian band that, I mean. I don't remember that. They're like a cross between rudimentary penai and like fucking dystopia, and it was yeah heavy back in the day. I mean, where were they from? Talking, World against world. I they're like from that. Georgia. Bunch of yeah. fucking hicks from Georgia, dude. I mean Savannah, and they yeah. were, um, you know, we I saw them a couple times, and they were one of the bands that really they were like the band that honestly wanted me, got me to really start wanting to play music. I was surprised at like how like how dialed in they were, you know what I mean? And the songs yeah. were really vague. They weren't like, you know what I mean? They were really weird. Um, yeah. They, and they were all gnarly bearded motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Um, that band World Against World is fucking, I mean, they're still tip top for me, one of those, you know what I mean? Like, Oh shit, I'm going to check that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it is, it is Christian music, but it still was good, dude. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I was training you for Utopia is another one that, I still love to this day. I mean, it was, you know, the Christian. Deke remembers you had the belt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Which actually. You saw that? No, no, I uh, I was thinking about something else. But um, yeah, yeah, that was another band that fucking, you know, ended up being like surprisingly goddamn heavy. You know what I mean? For back then, you know. Yeah. But underrated, obviously, just because of the religious thing alone. Yeah. I mean. You know, it is what I, I can appreciate everything. I loved, I loved fucking, uh, uh, Satyricon as much as I loved fucking Training for Utopia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go the other way. 
know, most of the time, yeah. it's like, you know, the secular world, the fucking real metal world here is, oh, they're a Christian band, and they immediately write it off, you know, which doesn't really matter. There's another band called Living Sacrifice that fucking, I mean, was an, an exact fucking replica of, like, Pantera, but pretty goddamn incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Really good, you know, back then, that was, like, it was weird. Like, that weird line of, like, Christian bands, secular bands was, like, so blurry. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's, like, Christian-specific bands anymore. Um, it's, it's, it'd be, yeah. it'd be pretty punk to be Christian these days. <laughs> I guess, I that's what we thought back then. Yeah. <laughs> then I got some pussy and I was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. I asked Brooke oh. Dalton once, I was like, dude, um, why are like none of our friends Christian? Shout out to Trevor. Dude, number one Jesus freak in the world. Love that dude. Trevor Bell out there. But, uh. Is he a Jesus he, freak? Yeah, man. I didn't dude. know that. He's so, Love he's, it, dude. He's so nice. he was the original it's guitar the player for my first band, Anthesis. Yeah. We started Anthesis together. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, dude, so I asked Brooke, and he's like, because all our friends are smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I'm not a believer. Yeah. Obviously, I, I dealt, I had my battle with religion many, many years ago, and it just fucked yeah. up. You know, you grow up and you realize, like, to hang all your cards in one basket is fucking ridiculous. And the true representation of what Christianity should be is so far gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you need a few people that really represent what maybe Jesus was talking about, but the majority of them are fucking full of shit. You know there was this, this hot rumor when I moved here that I was a, a Christian. It was like I really? got approached a couple times. It was really funny. Dude, uh, in New Orleans, a couple people thought I was trans. <laughs> that happened twice, dude. <laughs> like, like transitioning? Like you were in the middle of it? Or you had no, like I, that I was like male holy, to female. That was female to male, yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, I'm, I'm my ideal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting choice if that's what you chose. I'll tell you these these are two two quick ones or whatever. So uh, I was I was dating this I was dating this person and I fucking show up. It's Halloween. Wait, it wasn't whatever. your girlfriend that thought you were trans, was it? No, but these people that like oh man, this shit was this shit was too funny. So I was visiting hers before I moved out there and it was Halloween. I had just gone off the plane and I'm I get off the plane in like a Raiders jersey and uh, some like fucking brown Wranglers or whatever. And like these two women, Mexico friends, uh, friends are like, oh, cool, cool cello costume. And I was like, I'm not a cello for Halloween. Thanks. No, no. And then uh, this woman, her name is Emily, I guess. Yeah. And she says to uh, Lizzie, she's all like, oh, that's that's really cool. And Lizzie's like, what are you, what's really cool? She's like, that you're dating someone that's like, that's like full trans, like full trans. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> like she thought because my voice and like my <laughs> softness or something or whatever. Kind man. Yeah, dude. Like, and then that ended up coming up later. Deke and I worked with this dude Lance who transitioned into being a man, and this dude took like a major liking to me like we were friends and stuff but he was like trying to hang out all kinds after work and you know nothing against anything but i guess i'm like too old to make friends or something i don't know i don't so like <laughs> yeah, we just like never like how much 
how much are we going to spend yeah. together? Dude? Yeah, 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 totally. And the dude ends up being a creep anyways. He gets fired for like groping our bartender, and uh, and uh, he's he's like Skylance is all talking shit about our work. Oh, they had it out for me because they knew I was trans and and all this. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you feel that way. And then Deke's like, dude, do you do you think he's like? Do you think he thinks you're trans? I'm like, no. And we were with why would that happen? We were with our friend Jazzy, who's this like big time queen. Like she she runs this uh drag queen wrestling thing called Chokehole. And it's this huge thing in New Orleans. It's kinda like growing all over the country actually. And like uh we asked Jazzy, like, do you think does Matt appear to be trans? And Jazzy's like Matt is too nice to be straight. Like, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. It was like, we threw out the whole scenario. And, so yeah. Funny. So it got that confirmed or whatever. And I was like, well, that's New Orleans. Then that's well, mine. Well, I mean, at least you're built for the future, dude. There's Here I am, dude. You know I mean? <laughs> you're, you're like a fucking, you're like a straight Freddie Mercury right now. Dude. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I might yeah. be able to squeak on by. Hey, man, yeah. you never know. You're fucking good. In the great gender wars of 2021, you're fucking way ahead, bro. You know dude, I mean? who knows what it's going to be, man. God damn dude, it, man. If, if I was to be a Nostra dumbass right now and predict the future... It's like I think that like ageism is totally going to be acceptable. Like when when like the world like is burning up and like there's 20 uninhabitable days a year and 2050 or whatever they say. Like your kids, our kids are going to be like, you guys used to drink water out of plastic bottles. Execution, dude! You're fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck! You're why this is this is why this it is, is why what it is. Here. Yeah, no one over 60, dude. Like, yeah, fucking dead. You step into mean, the COVID hole. COVID really fucking put a number on some old people. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I know, I dude. Mean, motherfucker, man. And this is this is pandemic light, dude. Any, anything after is going to be crazier. Right. Yeah, for sure. I believe that. I hope so, man. I, I've been saying it, but I think this fucking next year is going to be... I mean, it's going to be Polly Shore, 95 Spring Break Summer, dude. People are dude. wild. It's gonna yeah. Be, I mean, I've already seen some footage of shows in L.A., Oh my god! I, mean, I, I think I saw some of that same footage. Some yeah. motherfuckers are getting pregnant this year, dude. That's dude. <laughs> festival <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna but. be wild, man. All right, so I got two things I want to ask you about. Yes. Well, one I want to one I want to ask you about, and I want to just talk about it. The other one I want to thank you for. The first uh. one, uh, we did a fucking Native American sweat with your own yes. Who I love to death, and it was one of the coolest. It still is in my mind one of the coolest things. It's why I love saunas. It's why I love this shit. Fuck yeah! You know what I mean? So it was me, you, Doctor Nick, uh, the Tweetford brothers, your old yes. man, and am I missing my brother, my brother and your brother? Two of my two of my cousins. One cousin's cousin. my age, and one is my brother's age. Yeah. Doing, and so what we did is your old man has always been in. Yeah, I remember coming to your house and then realizing that your old man has like your old man has a straight up teepee in the backyard. Right? I lived in an eight month for eight months in the backyard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, an yeah. actual teepee. And is yeah. there Native American blood? Or is it just full cultural appropriation? I fucked him up by getting him a Nat Geo <laughs> oh, no. uh Pablo and, group thing. <laughs> no. Dude. None, zero. None. He thought he was. He's like, dude. Like my grandpa told me, I'm like an eighth Chippewa. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. And now yeah. he's he's like my fucking drunk so grandpa. Funny. Fuck. And then my my mom, my mom's yeah. like, my mom's Mexican. She's half uh, Yaqui, which is like a tribe in uh, Sonora, the northernmost state of Mexico, mm-hmm. and some parts of Arizona. But we're not federally recognized in the U.S. And my mom's like, through osmosis, Bill. You know, you're brown by absorption. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I mean, yeah. also, your but old he, man he, he, he is. He travels the red road. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I remember seeing there's a teepee in your guys' yard, like a legit one, right? Yeah. And then we get invited to do this fucking sweat, like a sweat lodge, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? I know it's going to be hot, apparently. You know what I mean? And we get yeah. there, dude. And I, and I don't know, honestly, man, it was one of the defining moments of my life. And I still think about it. I think about it probably yeah. monthly, dude. Like, because I remember Fuck your yeah. old man telling us, you know, from the the guy that did it. Do you remember the guy's name that did it? Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Up in Ohio, we show up and we're told, you know, do not fucking use drugs. Like twenty four hours before, like not no drinking. Hammered, yeah, no drinking. You don't want to be sweating that shit out of your body. You know what I mean? Like, get yourself fucking on a water regimen. And I took it pretty serious, dude. Like, yeah. I, for a guy that smoked many, many blunts a day, I took it real serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't want to yeah. disrespect the Native Americans. I don't need that on my soul. You know right. I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they will we do haunt this fucking, fucking Native, you know, we go, we get there. Andrew's very nice. You know what I mean? Like, you're He's like, I've never there. seen so much ink. Right, yeah, we before. all had tattoos, we're punks, you yeah. know what I mean? Andrew, yeah. the, you know, he's stoked on us. So we go yeah. in, and this whole ceremony is about two hours long, right? Yeah, they um, don't, and it, we're it not was told no how joke. long it's going to be beforehand. No. Yeah, We don't know, I thought 30 minutes, you know what I mean? But as we get right. in, you know, what happens, for any of you who have never experienced this, you know, and, and good if you have, I mean, what a cool opportunity. Um you know, you all sit in a circle in a pit, essentially, in this guy's yard. He's got a, this tiny little teepee. It's like a round dome. You have to actually crawl into it. He's got rocks in a pit that are just fucking burning all day, right? So he brings these rocks in. You close the thing. You fucking do a steam. He gets you. And, and basically how it goes, as far as I remember, is that it goes for a longer period of time. And then he opens the door. gives you a little air. And then he brings more rocks in. So, and then it goes, you know, it started for like 30 minutes. And then it was like 20 minutes. And then it gets hotter. Minutes. Yeah. And it gets hotter and hotter as we go. You know what I mean? And and the whole time we're praying, we're doing chants. Singing songs, yeah. Singing songs. We got drums, the whole deal, man. And it was like, when I got out of that thing, which I 100% went to like a psychedelic state for sure. You know what I mean? Like, because I remember staring at these rocks. And just realizing that, like, we're such a small blip in this universe. You know, I really felt connected. Like, you know, I mean, I'm I'm on a whole other fucking world. Because not only do I want to run out, I want to, like, hulk out and lift the whole entire teepee up. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Just to get the fuck out of there. But, like, the actual act of, like, staying with it and not getting out of the moment. You know, and and all these things. And it got so intense, like, that last, like, ten-minute round. Because it had to have been upwards of 200 degrees at that point. You know, we're all holding hands, we're touching. But we get out, man, and I have never felt that to this day in my entire life. Like, I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember, but I remember being able to smell the grass. Yeah. And I remember smelling the difference from the grass to the dirt. 
And I remember smelling the air and what that fucking smelled like. Like, yeah. it opened my whole entire mind to this, like, whole world of senses that I had never... Dude, it's not just five. No, man. Like, no. I had never experienced that type of thing. Not only that, you're having basically a psychedelic trip. You know, you're fucking really confronting your own demons. You know what I mean? All this shit. Um, and, you know, it, it's designed for what it's designed for. I mean, right, Andrew exactly. was explaining to us that this is just a purification process to go hunting most of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, to yeah. get all the sense out of your body so you can go kill animals. I was like, yeah. well, fucking cool. I'm on board with that. But I do remember it being like one of the coolest defining moments, especially with like the Tweakbird guys. You know what I mean? Dr. Nick, you, your brother, you know, all that shit. As being like one of the, just the coolest fucking things and the coolest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. And something that I don't know if I'll ever get again. Yeah. And so I just, I'm so stoked that I got to experience that with you. You know what I mean? Along all, with all the touring and music and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the last things we did before I left Ventura. That was like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, it's, men's group my dad was like a regular practitioner he's still part of this men's group um andrew's not in ojai anymore so my dad doesn't get to see him but he he goes out to the valley and there's a it's a different tribe of men these guys are to tavium and uh it's cool like it's still very much part of what my dad does but um there was a crazy thing that happened to me in that sweat and it was almost like a premonition i i treat it like Hmm. Um, that last run that we had, mm-hmm. definitely over, definitely like so hitting 200 intense. degrees. Yeah. And you, you know, the sensory deprivation, you can't see the hand. You only see the grandfather's yeah, stones you're in glowing. complete darkness, by the can't way. Can't see the you know hand I mean? in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You can't see any. All you can see is the bright embers from the rock. Like, that's yeah. fucking it, dude. Right, yeah. yeah. Dude, so I didn't know if my eyes were open or if they were closed half I couldn't time. tell. I literally couldn't tell where I was. As far um, as I was concerned, I was in outer fucking space. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm sitting next to my cousin, Aaron, and he's hyperventilating at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to ask for permission to leave. Mm-hmm. And he asked Andrew, he's like, can I leave? And, and Andrew's like, I, I need you to stay here. And I had my eyes closed and I see, I see pr- prison bars. I see like, like, I feel like someone's in a cage and they feel like a rat in a cage, like an animal, a wild animal in a cage. And like some virility and there's just like something wrong happening. And then that's what like we were, we were all let out after, uh, my cousin Aaron got arrested two months later for robbing a seven 11 on Oxycontin, totally blacked out really? at night, held the cashier at knife point, woke <laughs> up in jail. And they were like, dude, you tried to rob a seven 11. He's like, what? And they showed him the footage. He didn't believe them until he yeah. saw it. Yeah. And he, he had, it's been a continuous run ever since then with, uh, running with the law. And it's just, it's the saddest thing ever. But I was like, holy fuck. I mean, I didn't really talk to my dad about that. I didn't want to like say, oh, I saw it happening. Cause I didn't think it yeah. meant anything, but it's just me sort of like putting it together. Like, holy fuck. He was like having this horrible time. I had this crazy image. Yeah. It was wild. I, I went in one more time. And I drank the night before and I got burnt, like literally burnt on my fucking leg. Like oh, really? wow. singed, singed some leg hairs and shit. I'm like, Ooh. it was a, it was a men and women's and children's group. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was the, I was the only one to get out. Wow. Well, I, yeah, I, I yeah. got, I mean, I, I got took it spanked. pretty serious, dude. Like yeah. and it was a big defining yeah. moment for me because 
I wasn't a big mushroom guy. I wasn't a big, you know, psychedelics dude. I ended yeah. up loving mushrooms after that. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. that was one of the only times in my life that like my actual, there was like, I, first of all, I was sober for the, like one of the first times in 10 years plus, you know what I mean? On top of being like, I just, I had these things. Like I realized, like, I remember at one point, like during the prayers, like, the only thing I wanted was, I remember asking for this, like, to make me stronger so I could carry more people. Yeah. You know I mean? And, like, I remember that's that. not my thing. Like, you that's know what I mean? broader shoulders. Right? Really? Yeah, it was like, I mean, oh, I don't shit. know. Maybe it is, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, and it, it was a premonition in my life because I did end up having kids and being, you know, this yeah. family man that I really never expected to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and it, and it did in a million ways. It made me stronger because I, in really tough times, I think back to those moments where all I wanted to do was run out of that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right. It was, it was like, I mean, the intensity was so, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of saunas now and all this shit. I go into them all 30 fucking minutes. And that reminds you of that experience a oh, bit? 100%. Does it... yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, if it, but it's never been even close to that intense. You know what But I mean? you get that dryness through your lungs and stuff. Oh, when you just, breathe. it feels yeah. so good. Like, it's cleansing. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's cleansing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. inflammation and all that shit. But I remember coming out and just being able to smell the grass and the air and the dirt and the fucking. Then the, the food we had, we had a big feast after and just her like just shit tasting so incredible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I did want to thank you for that, you know? Of course, dude. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Papa yeah. Willie. Dude. And, and I'm going to hit your old man up, dude. I want to go. I want to do I'm ready for Papa's ready for another one, dude. I mean, dude, he's, he's trying to set yeah. something up. I, I hope he gets to do it just as soon as he makes it through his treatment. Yeah. 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 Um, so. And then also, man, you know, I'm going to say it. You know, I told you to go fuck yourself a hundred times when you told me you want to put out the wrath record. And, uh, <laughs> I, I just heard being like, there's no way you're an animal. You know what I mean? Like why, why did that happen? Yeah. But yeah. you know, fucking, you know, 15 plus years later, you know what I mean? You yeah. And when we talked about you living on $28 a day, you were doing that to put out the wrath record, dude. Yeah, dude. It's cool. I mean, challenge the throne. You put out some cool fucking shit. I mean, it started with the wrath, uh, battle torn, Tweak bird shit. What else did you? Yeah, have? Uh, dude. I don't know if you heard syphilitic lust though. The seven. No. Inch. Dude, it's, no. A, it's the bass player. It's the bass player from Harvey Milk, and uh, oh really? A couple. Yeah, the drummer from Battle Torn. Okay. And um. Oh, your camera just turned off. Now there you go. Yeah. Wah bam. The backside. Nice, dude. Backside. He's a. Uh, yeah. William you, is that, you? that is that art you? No, actually, William oh. the drummer. He does. It he definitely does all looks the, like your art. <laughs> he does all the midnight artwork. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he does all the artwork for the, like all the uh, um the sort the painting covers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a couple things on the horizon. Nice. Um, yeah, we we I want to do our first comp. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, this is Josh's idea, but there's the old. Bloodstains across America, like the cow punk, like the underground yeah, never yeah. heard before. Yeah. yeah, we we, uh, we want to do uh, shit stains across America. <laughs> and true. yeah, yeah, it's going to be a cross continental oh, endeavor. So oh, count tongue in. We'll be Fuck yeah. Yeah, for Fuck sure. Yeah. Got, dude, no, that's got awesome, man. But you know, it's just so funny because, like, never in a million years when you told me, first of all, we're in a band together, Oxus Thunderbird. 
and we're not putting out our own record. Right. You tell me yeah. that you want to put out my other band's record. And I'm like, why would, Dude, why, why would you do so that? Fucking good. Man, right away. You guys recorded it was around like six six six. Six six six, yeah. Yeah. Um dude, even before it was mixed, like it coming around. And I mean you guys had played a few bunch of shows yeah. and you guys are already tight as fuck as a three piece, like straight out the gates. Yeah. And like like hearing the songs recorded, I'm like, I know that song from the show. Like these are hits. These are fucking <laughs> punk rock classics, dude. And and yeah. uh yeah, it took a whole fucking year to finally convince you, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I was wrong. I was dead wrong. You've been <laughs> killing it. You know, with the releases, as sporadic as they are, the ads were always killer. You know what I mean? And I'm just so dude, stoked that, like, it was, it was you know, cool. That was... speaks to that punk rock shit, dude. Like, yeah. Start something, see it through. And I remember you living on $20 a week just to pay for the pressing. And I offered zero help to you. Dude, <laughs> and we lived was, in the same house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it yes, was like, I was about to have a kid, all these things. But, like, you know what I mean? It was so ridiculous. You know, It was like, $2,013, that first record. <laughs> yeah. And I had never owned a car that cost that much. <laughs> I had, like, yeah, but it was just all, yeah, man. dude, how to fucking do it. And um, I think any copies that are left, it might be 12 or so or, like, in the fucking attic at Hastings or something, possibly. I have, yeah. I have a bunch. You have a bunch. Dude, oh shit! We got some from Goodfellas, or I have a handful of C. I have a bunch of CDs, and I have like maybe fifteen or twenty LPs left. Yeah, yeah. So dude, I mean, I was like, know, if you if dude, you want them, let me know. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Actually, yeah. that's part of like being in a band again. It's like, all right, get the fucking distro, the Challenge the Throne catalog and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, it's cool. Yeah. And with Distro Kid and all that stuff, man, like, have you messed with that? No. Oh, you no, haven't no, messed just, with Distro just, Kid? No, no, oh, I've dude. seen that name, but I don't know. Well, let's talk after the podcast. Cool. And, uh, and, yeah. and check it out. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll show you what's up, because you can do all that you shit. You use on, it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so fucking, it's killer, dude. You can get it yeah. on all the things for one fucking cheap price. All yeah. the fucking digital outlets you want, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a good deal, but we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, so tell us, please, before we go. Yeah, I know you're in. You sent me some, and I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna put one of the songs on the end of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, please tell us what bands you're in, what you're doing, give us your Instagram handle, where we can follow you, all that stuff. Yeah, um, before COVID, like moving to Oakland, I wasn't in anything. But right. I had all I had these songs recorded. Uh, I've had a one man band forever called Dave's Buddy Matthews Band, um, and which is so so you. <laughs> I've had I've had people record these things and like yeah. they're just out there or whatever. My uh-huh. goal is, dude, I want to record these and like assemble a band out of my friends' kids, whether yeah. I'm in the band or not. Like I want to be like, yeah. I want to be the old dude with a bunch of young kids, possibly. Which the track is nasty, dude. I like it. I like it. A lot. <laughs> is that the one you're going to post? I don't know. Whatever one you want me to Okay, cool. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, you let me know whatever what one you, you like the best. Um, yeah. So I was recording with Brian, who's in Milk Bath over here. Mm-hmm. And we started a band in during COVID, a uh, stress test before I was in Milk Bath, even. And that's a two piece electronic deal. We've done a, a house party and it feels fucking good. It's a whole co- bunch of different kinds of shit ministry meets Devo, meets fucking 
The faint? Yeah, you think yeah. so? All hey, right. We'll bet. We'll I'll, get, in there. I'll get sassy. Yeah, I got yeah, some bell bottoms in here somewhere. There you go. Yeah, dude, I could get super sassy. Get your, get your side part going, dude. <laughs> I'm definitely down to wear wigs. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Milk Bath, I, uh, we, yeah, we're going to do another record. Um, and I think Josh has been showing some blips on the Instagram. So, yeah, um, yeah Instagram's helpful that way to keep us motivated to make more and more blitz beautiful man yeah Heck yeah man well like i said i'll post whatever one you want at the end of this little fucking as an audio cool. track you know but let's talk oh, but actually actually uh the the next challenge of throne release uh, my brother and i we have a two-piece band called canary ward and we recorded that um it's four songs one's a rudimentary pni cover it's fucking weird really? it's it's hectic it's good you need yeah, to it's tell really your brother good. You need to tell your brother I need that yeah. tea. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I need that sound back. I need that um, back, dude. Dude, he just got that thing like all modded and mm-hmm. like cleaned up and shit. That's the yeah. biggest mistake I've ever made in my life to sell that answer to your brother. Oh, fuck, Dr. dude. Nick, that piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> Dr. Nick, you piece Thanks, of Doc. shit. You fucking <laughs> sold it out from under me to his fucking brother, his brother. Mother. Man, he makes good use of that thing. I'm sure too. he does. Yeah, Nick it, Nick is a talented son of a bitch. He's in a band called Drag Two A's, and it sucks being in a band that's not as good as my brother's band. It sucks. Yeah. 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 Well, the Kelly brothers are no joke, dude. You know what I mean? Shit, dude. Well, you'll get to hear Canary Word. It's it. fun. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you, man. Love Have you, a good time. Love right, you too, dude. Don't get off. We're going to talk. All right, dude. All Super right. fun. I'm gonna